You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hey there, gorgeous soul. Welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. Today on the show, we have the incredible George Lizos, who is just an amazing healer, reader, spiritual teacher, and he's a good friend of mine too. So I was so excited to have him on and talk all things divine masculine. So in this conversation, we don't just talk about the divine masculine energy. We talk about that, of course, but we also talk about the divine feminine rising. We talk about how to balance these two energies and how to bring ourselves and our lives back into balance instead of what is very often the case where we're leaning towards one um, or the other and oftentimes denying one of our um, one of our parts of ourselves which we have seen a lot in recent years with the incredible movement of the divine feminine rising which has been so so needed and so it's brought so much healing and power to to us but we're now in this energy where we need to start to really um let the masculine rise as well the divine masculine so all of the positive traits of the masculine we need to bring those up to meet the feminine and start to live in balance with these two energies so this is going to be the last podcast for a little while I have um I've been thinking a lot about how long I'm going to keep doing this podcast for and at the moment I've got so many things that I want to be creating and doing and putting out into the world that I am going to take a bit of a break. I don't know at this stage when or even if the podcast will be back Um, but if you are really enjoying the podcast and you want it to continue, you want it to come back, please do send me a DM or an email or comment on one of these posts on my blog and let me know. Um, and I will see, I will see what happens, but in the meantime, I really hope that you enjoy this amazing conversation with George and to find out how you can work with him, do check out the blog post with all of the links. It's in the show notes or have a listen until the end where George will tell you all of that good stuff too. Hi, George. Hi, Vix. So great to see you. Well, kind (laughs) of. So great to hear you, to be yeah. in your presence in your energy field. <laughs> exactly. How are you? I'm really well. I'm just enjoying a very beautiful morning, sunny morning here in oh. Cyprus. It's sunny today, which I love. I'm so excited that the days are getting um, longer. And tonight we have this huge uh, full moon in Virgo, which I'm so excited oh. to observe. Hopefully we'll have clear, clear skies. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that too. Usually I'm not a huge fan of the full moon because I usually mm-hmm. just end up flat on my back and I'm just grumpy and I'm just feeling all the feelings and I don't want oh, to. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I'm kind of feeling this one. I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's like pretty. Yeah. I sort of felt like last week was a full moon energy. So I'm curious to see what comes up tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling that a little bit too. Like I've already been through it. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, So do you want to start by 
letting us know, letting the listeners know, because I know, I already know yes. what all of this, all of the amazing stuff that you do in the world. But for those people who are like, who's George? Do you want to just kind of start by telling, telling the listeners like a little bit about who you are and how you work with people? Of course. So for everyone who doesn't know me, my name is George Lizos. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm an intuitive and the author of Be the Guru, a step-by-step -step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher. And I work primarily with empaths and light workers who have a clear desire to find and follow their life purpose. So I work with light workers, helping them overcome those fears and limiting beliefs that prevent them from finding and following their life purpose through transformational spiritual processes, through healing journeys, through intuitive guidance to help them find happiness, help others heal, but most importantly, to work together in creating positive change in the world. So I talk a lot about light work, being balanced between light and work, therefore feminine and the masculine. So not just nurturing our light and feeling a light and knowing a light, but taking the action steps to working it with physical, practical, palpable action into the world. Wow. It's <laughs> 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 casual. Um, it's, it's amazing. I love, I love the work that you do and I, I vibe with it so much because I resonate as being a light worker as well. Yeah. And I feel like we are really on the same page with a lot of the things that we talk about yes. in terms of a light worker, not being just somebody who like uses cards and sits at the altar and does all like the happy pretty things mm. <laughs> like all the you know unicorns and rainbows which are great and i love all of that stuff and i know you love that stuff too but mm. it's like there's so much more to being a light worker than just kind of putting on some high vibe music and dancing around um and pulling some cards exactly and do, do, do you know what i think is the basis of that the basis of that from my perspective because i do a lot of past life therapy and past life regressions with people and from my experience with regressing people to their past lives we've been the witches who were burned we've been the shamans and the healers that were persecuted and judged for our belief systems and for working our light for so long for so many past lives that we have those past life traumas those expectations that when we work our light, when we express our masculine energy into the world, we're gonna be judged for it. We're gonna be persecuted. We're gonna be killed. So we come into this world right now, scared because of all these expectations we've had in the past lives. And rather than being free to express our light, to embrace who we are, come out of the spiritual closet and just own it, we just like to, be small, to play it safe, to just stay in the closet and nurture our light, thinking that by nurturing our light through meditating and um, visualizing the world being healed and sending light to disadvantaged people, that we're helping them, which we are to some degree, but there is so much more that we're called to do. So this in my perspective, is the foundation of that. These patriarchal um, structures that have um, limited us for so long, still doing so in an indirect kind of way by keeping us imprisoned within our own fears as a result of the expectations they created for us. Does that make sense, the way I explained it? Yes, yes. And I'm just sitting here like kind of clapping, <laughs> just <laughs> clapping, but like, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've done that too. You know, I've spent time in my practice where I have 
kind of made the decision to be spiritual and follow mm. the spiritual path and bought some decks and sat at the altar and learned how to meditate and sent lots of love and light out to the world and, you know, done all of that stuff. But then I've had the experience where I'm still having all of these problems and all of these things going on mm. in my material world that doesn't feel like it's in alignment with the things I'm trying to do on my spiritual path. Mm. And it's kind of only when you actually really step into your power and you start saying, well, I need to not only set those boundaries, for example, like you can't just put up those shields of light and then work through the world, walk through the world mm. and expect that, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it's like, you're going to have to do some work around that. Like you're going to actually have to set those boundaries with other people and have difficult conversations and do all of those things. Like just as an example, there's so much more to being a light worker than just meditation. Although it's a big part of it. <laughs> it is a huge part of it because we have two sides within us. We have our feminine side and we have our masculine side, which is present in every single piece of consciousness in the world, in nature. Nature exudes a balance in masculine and feminine, um, and feminine energy. However, over the years, as a touch patriarchy has been on for like more than 2,000 years, almost three to 4,000 years right now, which what happened was the world used to be matriarchal in the beginning, then it went into a balanced kind of state and then suddenly with the invention of trade, as people started trading around the world, the masculine qualities of creating and taking action and bartering and just selling became more important. So the role of women and feminine energy and feminine qualities, such as relaxing, chilling out, trusting your intuition, have become less important. So we've started from, that, uh, from those early years historically, putting more emphasis on the divine masculine energy rather than the divine feminine, we've lost our balance. And we've practiced that way of being for so long so that right now, growing up into this world, we are born balanced, but early on we're trained to be imbalanced towards masculine energy. We're trained to go to school, get the grades, go to university, specific ignore your intuition like who cares about your intuition who cares what makes you happy you have to follow this path because that's gonna make you that's gonna give you money that's gonna get you a job i had the privilege of growing up in a in a very small society in cyprus where there are four jobs you're allowed to do otherwise you're you're, you're dumb you're just i don't know you're you don't deserve to exist you have to be an accountant you have to be a doctor an architect or an engineer if you're creative you can study music but people would think that you want to become a, become a singer. <laughs> so when you grow up in a society that constantly pushes you and enforces a certain way of living, then how can you trust your intuition? How can you embrace your feminine energy and growing up a guy as well, wanting to go into art or wanting to go into music or, God forbid, going to spirituality, the work of the devil? <laughs> <laughs> in a Christian patriarchal society. My point is, we've been nurturing those habits for way too long. And I was chatting to Lisa Lister, who is the author of Witch, and on my, on my podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually. And I asked her, Lisa, do you think the future is female? And she says, no, George, I don't think the future is female. But because we've practiced patriarchy for so long, there has to be a period of untangling. There has to be a period when we focus on the feminine so that we can untangle all the 
issues that patriarchy has created and reinstate the balance of the divine masculine with the divine feminine. And I'll come to add on to what Lisa said, saying that yes, there is an action step and a movement that should untangle the masculine and, um, and bring in the feminine, but there simultaneously needs to be yet another movement that uh, emits and, um, and states and stands proudly in balance. Not just the masculine, not just feminine, but both of them. There has to be an undercurrent of that so that the untangling can be supported and then balance can naturally come into the world and start within us first because the world will only change if we change. And then through our change, we influence and encourage other people to do the same through our own example, through our own experience. Yeah, I resonate with that so much because there has been, there has been like this huge shift happening in some communities and in some circles. And I know this isn't what everybody's experiencing, but for us, like people like us who hang out with lots of spiritual people in all of these groups and everything, mm -hmm. there's been a huge wave and a huge emphasis on the divine feminine rising over like, it feels like probably the last five, yes. maybe even 10 years. Yeah. Like people have really been like, let's bring back the goddess. And I, I feel like that has been so, so needed and so important as part of this journey. But something that I see a lot happening is that in the process, it's almost as if we are, disowning the masculine and yes. there's a lot of messaging out there that's like oh masculine is bad and feminine is good like yes. let's bring back the feminine mm -hmm. because of all of the bad things that the patriarchy slash masculine has done now we need to change things and for me personally like i am all about the balance like i'm all about bringing these two energies into balance so i find it a little bit challenging sometimes when i see these posts that are kind of like oh like i get what i get what the intention is but i feel like we have to be careful that we don't go to that place where we start looking at masculine energy as bad and yes. feminine as good which i have kind of i kind of feel like at times we we go into that. And I've even noticed things that I've said, you know, like I've made a comment about, oh, you know, this and this is so masculine, <laughs> like mm -hmm. as if, oh my gosh, like that's so masculine. Like I don't want to be in that energy. <laughs> and I have to like pull myself up on that too and really kind of notice because we have, we've all been so programmed by all of this stuff, right? We've been programmed to believe that we need to be in that masculine energy because like you said, that's what's going to get you a good job. So you can have money so you can be happy in quotes <laughs> and yeah. successful, you know, so you can have all the things that you're supposed to have. Um, and now I feel like the scales are starting to tip in some places, in some communities, we're kind of tipping those scales over, but, I think we have to be careful not to tip it so far that we end up kind of saying that, well, we no, we no longer have any use for the masculine. Exactly. I mean, the goddess movement is just so powerful and it's just, it's done such an amazing work in bringing the divine feminine and the goddess as part of the Godhead. And, but we can get carried away as you just said. So what I feel we have to do or we will help, us to embrace the divine masculine a little bit more is to take some time to first identify the ways that the 
masculine has been abused towards us in our past lives or in the present moment, actually. And I feel that um, forgiveness usually comes with awareness. When we become aware of what something, uh, how something has influenced us, then we can shift our perspective about it. So I feel this is one good way to start uh, forgiving the divine masculine. Not the divine masculine, sorry, the, the abuse of the masculine energy by patriarchy. Another way would be to identify and heal the ways that we have been abusing the, the masculine energy because we have been both the uh, victims and the abusers as, uh, at the same time. So these two energies have been working um, together over our many different lifetimes. There have been lifetimes where we have been the ones abusing masculine energy or we are abusing masculine energy in our current lifetime. So by taking the time to A, forgive the way we've been abused by masculine energy and B, forgive ourselves for abusing masculine energy, then we, we bring the shadow side of the masculine energy into the light. And then we can move to step number three, which is start using the divine masculine in a way that supports the rise of the divine feminine to find balance and also affirming um, the balanced state that we want to bring in the world. And Vix, I want to share a story with you that I think uh, will, uh, will, will, will define this in a, in a different way <laughs> from my own experience. So a couple of years ago, I found myself in a very interesting situation. Whenever I would go into a past life regression, I would regress and find myself being a prostitute. And I'm like, what's up with that? So however many times I tried to uh, find a solution by myself, I couldn't. So I'm like, I need um, an objective approach. So I did what I do whenever I find myself in a tumultuous situation. I went to Glastonbury and I booked an appointment with Atasha Fife, which is, who is the Hay House author of Magical Past Lives and the uh, Past Lives Basics book. So I went there and she regressed me to my past life and she's like, what are you? I'm like, I'm a prostitute. Surprise, surprise. My long story short, in that lifetime, I, it was the first lifetime that I incarnated as a prostitute. And what happened was I went, I went pregnant with one of my clients. And when I had told him that I was pregnant with his child, he got so angry that he took a dagger and stabbed me in the womb and killed the baby. So from that moment forward, I victimized myself against masculine energy. I created the idea that masculine energy was something bad. And lifetime after lifetime, I would, um, I would suppress and reject my feminine energy and abuse my masculine energy by being a prostitute and selling my body and just not respecting the feminine side of me. In this lifetime, Early on in my life, the way that manifested was not by being a prostitute, it was by uh, being born gay and not accepting it. That was a problem. So growing up in Cyprus, I could not accept the fact that I was a homosexual man in a country that affirmed that homosexuality was something bad, that told me that homosexuality, uh, homosexuals were criminals and pedophiles. So um, I, was, I was asked in a way implicitly to suppress my feminine side again, my homosexuality, up to the point that I got so depressed that I wanted to take my own life. And long story short, I didn't. 
And, and I healed from that. And I thought that oh, I found balance now. I accepted my feminine energy. I'm gay and proud. And then I found myself at a point in my life two years ago that I was overworking myself. I was working a full-time job and then working on my own business part-time. So from 9 a.m. until 12 a.m. the other morning, I would work weekends. I had no life, no personal life, no friends. It was just work, 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 work. I had burnout after burnout after burnout. I gained 15 kilos. I was very unhealthy. I got mildly depressed again. And I was in Glastonbury searching for answers. And so my point is, see how an original trauma had been carried out for so many lifetimes. And I was born with the expectation to keep suppressing my feminine energy and abusing my masculine energy. And even after my spiritual awakening, I kept doing it in a, in a, in a very a covert way, in a very subtle way that it just creeped up on me by overworking myself and therefore abusing muscle energy and not giving any time to myself to relax, to chill out, to trust my intuition, to be a little feminine. And it wasn't until I went back and I healed all that I forgave my abuser, I forgave myself for abusing masculine energy and then took action in uh, finding balance, which the guidance, as soon as, I came, uh, as soon as I came out of the past life regression, my guidance was clear. Quit your job, go self-employed, move to Cyprus. So long story short, that's one year having moved back to Cyprus and the results are I lost 15 kilos, I am happy, I found balance in my masculine and feminine energy. I work a lot, but I play a lot as well. And it's just this very balanced state that only came after I first identified all the hurt, forgave it, forgave myself, and then took action to remedy that. That was a long story, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, that's an amazing story. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you shared that because I think your, your story shows, shows us like just what is the masculine and feminine, you know, like we all kind of have this idea of, and I think this, I think a lot of people still have this idea, even though we're working through it, like people think of masculine as a man and feminine as mm. a woman. And your story shows that there are so many different ways that Layers. we're working with these mm. energies. Yeah. Like it is like, there are wounds from that you're, that you that you were carrying from when you were a woman in a past life and now you're experiencing this life in which you're working with those energies in different ways and i think it was so important what you said about working and working and working and burning yourself out mm. because i think there are so many people probably a lot of people listening to this <laughs> who are like hmm yes <laughs> i have i have been guilty of that one i know i have um and i think anybody who is on this path of trying to start your own business, whether it's a spiritual business or some other kind of, some other kind of business or creating projects or whatever, we, we do live in a society, this, this patriarchal kind of messaging that's like, you know, you have to work hard and the more you work, the more successful you will be. And we almost see burnout and busyness is kind of a badge of honor. You know, it's yes. like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, oh, I'm too busy to do this. Like, I'm so busy at work. There's so many things going on. And people are like, oh, wow, like you must be doing really well then. You must be really successful. Um, and bringing in the feminine energy into 
into the way that we work with our businesses. Like for me, that has been so important and I'm still on that journey. I'm still working yeah. it out. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so important to, to know and to notice and to acknowledge like what's going on within us because I think we look at the masculine and feminine very much like outside of ourselves, you know, like, like I've done this in the past where I blame this because of the patriarchy or I, you know, blame this other person for being so in their feminine that they can't call me back or like, mm. you know, whatever's going on. But when we actually say, Oh, hang on, let's bring it back into ourselves and really look at what's going on with the balance within us, then we can start to see everything else more clearly as well. Exactly. The masculine and the feminine are just energies and they show mm. up in so many different ways, so many layers. So let's just define them for a little bit. So the, the muscle energy is the energy of creating, of creativity. It's the motivation that we feel, the urge to put something into the world, to create something. It's action taking. It's taking risks, calculated risks, inspired risks. It's productivity and efficiency. On the other hand, the feminine, the divine feminine, it's all about the nurturing qualities of taking time to meditate, to go within and uh, consider your feelings. It's all about taking a break and trusting your intuition and being in this flow, this divine guidance flowing through you and uh, relaxing, letting go and meditating. And do you know what I love it is that uh, many people feel like um, they, they don't feel the divine feminine is as important as the masculine because it's not productive enough. Mm. But from my perspective, the divine feminine is equally productive, if not more productive than masculine energy, because it is only in those breaks, in that time alone, in that nurturing state of being, that we are um, able to receive the divine guidance about concerning the the inspired action steps that we need to take in order to work our masculine energy. Without those times alone to meditate, without feminine energy, our guidance, the guidance that flows through the inspired action, it's not inspired. It is ego, this ego guidance. It is an ego-driven action step. It's when we, um, we depend too much on our ego, or on our ego. We depend too much on our physicality, on our humanness, rather than allowing the divine guidance that's always available for us to flow through us and inspire those action steps. So in a way, you can say that without the feminine, you can't really create something meaningful in the world because it's just your ego working. And our ego is just meaningless in the face of the divine guidance and the infinite intelligence we are always and constantly surrounded with. Yeah, I, res I resonate with that so, so much. Because um, I know at times in my business, I've got caught up in the whole thing of like, well, you have to blog every week because somebody, mm. told, somebody told you like, that's what you mm -hmm. have to do, you know, or like, this is the way to launch your course, or these are the kind of things that you should be writing about and you should be doing in your business. And I've fallen into the trap of like following those things too, which I think I needed to have that experience. You know, sometimes you just need to experience doing things in the sort of the unbalanced way so that you know what that looks like. So you know when you're kind of veering off in that direction again. But I have found that in the work that I do, 
when I get into that energy of, oh, I have to create this and I have to do this and I need to post on Instagram every single day and I'm supposed to show up in this way because some business coach told me that was what I'm supposed mm. to be doing. Mm. Um, and no offense to business coaches because there's yeah. amazing people out there, of course. Um, but, you know, like all the posts that you read about, you know, this is how to run a business and this is how to like get clients and whatever. Uh, whereas when I bring it back to myself and I just meditate and I just ask myself and my higher self and my angels and guides, like what is my next step? What do I need to be creating? How can I be most of service in the world? They will always give me the next step and taking my next step from that place is so different than taking my next step from the place of like, Oh, I've got to get all these yes. things done and I have to show up in this way because I need to get more followers and I need to, <laughs> I need to be doing this and this and this. This is what I love about the work that you do, Vix, is that you keep questioning and challenging the status quo because yes, there are so many courses, business courses out there and uh, business advice on how to run a business that give you all these formulas. And I'm the guilty one to admit that I've taken the courses and I apply the formulas and I love the formulas. And sometimes I forget to, as you do, stop and challenge them and question them. Do I really need to be doing that? Am I really guided to be doing that? These are all some uh, questions that people can start asking themselves before, while they're taking a business course or while they're following anyone's business advice is stopping, going within and asking, am I really guided, divinely guided to take this action? Does it sit well with me? Um, my friend Katie Brokhurst always said that the consistent part in your business is you. So yes, you have to be consistent in social, on social media and in the way you communicate with people, but you are the consistent aspect of it. And if your consistency means uh, posting consistently, inconsistently, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's you. You're the consistent aspect of your business. <laughs> I love that because I don't, I used to post every day. I, like, I used to be sort of in that mindset of, um, and it's, it's hard when you're kind of starting something because you do really, you know, you want to get traction and you want yeah. to, people to kind of, find out about you and everything. And I was posting like every day for a really long time. And I just, I began to feel like when I opened my phone to post something, I began to feel like, Oh, got to post something. Yeah. <laughs> like what should I write about today? And then I'd pull a card and I'd be like, Oh, I'm not getting anything from this card for anyone. <laughs> and it was kind of like at that point where it's like, Hmm, should I really be, <laughs> maybe I need a break. Maybe I don't need to be posting yeah. every day. Maybe I need to be posting when I feel like I have something worthwhile to share. And I never, like I never post when I'm tired on Instagram now. <laughs> like if I'm tired yeah. and I don't feel like I have anything to share, I just won't post. And I feel like when you take those breaks and that's like with everything, right? Whether it's Instagram or um, doing readings for people or showing up in the world, however you show up, when you start to kind of feel like everything feels like a drag and you're exhausted, it's time to step back and ask yourself like, do I really need to be doing this? can I take a day off? <laughs> can I do this later? Like really thinking about or like getting more conscious about what you're putting out into the world, because it can be exhausting when we get all these messages about, you know, create content, create content, create yeah, yeah. content. It's like, it's really hard to kind of stay at that level all of the time. Um, whereas I find like when I do go within, 
and I'm guided to create something, to me, it feels like, oh, I really want to write about this. I really yes. want to share this thing. And then it's not, it doesn't feel like a chore. Then it feels like you're just kind of showing up for the people who want to listen to what you have to say. Yeah, it's tricky because running your own business and being online is a fabulous way to work the light because you're putting in in the, you're taking your light and you're expressing it into the world in the, in, the, in the form of a post or something or a course or anything or a class. But if you exhaust your light, as you're saying, then what are you really working? Are you working the light or are you working the ego? Is mm-hmm. it light working or ego working? And to me, because um, I've been in that situation, that exact situation, millions of times, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, way I, the way that always brings me back to my heart and, and, and nurtures my life like really quickly is just going out in nature. Mm. I find that nature has all the answers we need. We are part of nature ourselves. We are extensions of nature, yet we've distanced ourselves from nature. We've tried to own it. We tried to, um, to appropriate it into something else to, to, to fit in with our needs rather than respected it, respecting it and nurturing her needs as well. So each time we go back to nature, just technically speaking, when our aura is all over the place because we've been trying too hard to create something, when we literally put ourselves, like insert ourselves in a natural environment, the pure positive energy of nature that just spews out love and light will just take over our minuscule issues that are extended into our aura, clear them completely, and just recalibrate us almost instantly uh, back into our light, back into our source, back into our heart. And then that's when uh, we begin writing something with meaning, something with light inside it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like so many of us are just so disconnected with nature in, this, yeah. in the way that we live in this world right now. And we're getting like so much information now about how we real like, it's really time for us to pay attention to, mm. to our connection with nature because we've kind of made a mess of it. Um, and I feel like we've made a mess of it because we've been disconnected. We haven't been doing that. We haven't been kind of honoring nature and really, realizing that all of the answers are there instead we've kind of been trying to like control it and take what we can get from it um which is yeah something that we're i feel like as light workers we're here to be conscious of and to help like to help this planet and just connecting with nature and going outside (laughs) being like wow like this is the planet i live on this is incredible like that just shifts everything for me yeah and all the balance that we seek nature already holds yeah so it's it's just a matter of remembering our balance between masculine and feminine energy by seeing the example of all the the birds and the and the the animals and nature and the plants and the trees that already have that balance i mean in the winter all the trees are bare but you don't go like, oh, poor trees, look at them, they're dying. They're not dying. You know mm-hmm. they hold the potential to grow back uh, during spring and the summer. You know that the bare earth holds the seeds that will grow when the water comes and, and then the sunshine hits them in springtime. You trust in nature to be balanced in masculine and feminine energy. Why don't we trust in ourselves to do the same? Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering, George, if you can share with us some tips on 
how can people actually start to balance these energies? Because there's so much information out there on how to work with the divine feminine, how to connect with the goddess, how to kind of like start to connect with your feminine power. Like there's so much information out there, which is amazing because we really need it. Mm. Um, There's not a lot of information out there on how to balance these energies, like how to bring the masculine and the feminine to the party and start to create that balance within us. Like, what are your thoughts on how, like, how do we actually start doing that? So I feel we do the divine feminine a lot. And there are so many tools out there to, as you said, um, embrace the divine feminine, but not enough on the divine masculine. Should we talk about our classics, the one we created, divine masculine rising? I think that's a great quick tool for people to help them balance and awaken their masculine energy. Yes. Yeah. Cause okay. I think everything's in that class, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So basically the class, Vix and I created a class, uh, a workshop. It's a two hour workshop. It's called divine masculine rising. And, um, it's focused around the three steps required to balance, to heal and awaken your divine masculine energy in a balanced way. And the first step is to heal the ways we've abused masculine energy. The second step is to forgive the abusers of masculine energy in our past lives and in our present lifetime, and then start using the divine masculine in an awakened, balanced way to support the feminine and to create balance in the world. So in that workshop, we, uh, I start by guiding you guys through an through your Akashic records to identify and heal patriarchy traumas that are currently preventing you and creating the expectation of abuse. Then we work with Archangels Azriel and Archangel Jeremiah to forgive and release any karmic contracts and fears around masculine energy that we made in our past lives. Again, um, karmic contracts around other suppressing our feminine energy like I had with my prostitute lifetime or um, abusing our masculine energy. And then after I did the undoing, Vix comes in and she brings in the new energy. So uh, she guides you guys through a meditation to uh, activate the divine masculine energy in a balanced way and really own it and fill it within your body because it is within your body. You're just reminding your body of it. And then uh, we, br- we bring in practical tools for using masculine energy as a force for good based on our experience over the years in, uh, in, in running and in living balanced lives. And I mean, it's a constant effort. In yeah, doing that. <laughs> I try well to. <laughs> trying to like what we've learned along the way, as well as uh, balanced business. Again, trying to as, at the same time. So the link for that course, if you go to georgelizos.com forward slash divine masculine, one word, you'll be able to read all that information as well as read a few testimonials uh, from the people who have already taken this course. It's an already created class. So as soon as you scroll down and you click to get instant access to it, you'll be directed to Vix's website and you'll be able to pay for the class there. And as soon as you, um, you go through the details, you're going to get an instant access to it so you can watch as many times as you want. So it is a journey. Think of it as a journey rather than a class where you're working through past life regression and in your Akashic records and with the archangels 
to untangle all the issues you've had with the divine masculine in the past and present, and then awaken the energy within you. And then from that awakened state, then you'll, you'll be inspired as to the action steps that you need to take in the world. And you feel that your action steps will be balanced in masculine and feminine energy because you'd have done the inner work first to balance it within yourself. So you're balancing it within yourself so that you'll be inspired to express it out into the world. It's so important, isn't it, to like do, like we were saying at the very start, to actually do the work. Because <laughs> yeah. it's one thing to be like, and again, you know, I've been guilty of this too, but there's like meditations out there, you know, where it's like, oh, you sit in meditation and, you know, you've got the masculine on this side and the feminine on this side breathe and, and visualize them merging together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. I feel really good now. And then it's another thing to go from that meditation to moving out in the world and being like, oh, okay, now I'm suddenly perfectly, perfectly aligned. I think the meditations and the visualizations are powerful tools, but I mm. think we also have to go to the root of what's really going on and really have a look at like, well, how do we even really feel about masculine and feminine energy? Mm. Because I know there's probably people listening to this who are probably cringing at like everything we're saying about the masculine because people have had really um, negative experiences. Had, yeah. Yeah. People have had traumatic experiences um, at the hands of masculine energy. And I know many of those people have found so much peace and comfort and healing from working with the goddess and from working with the feminine energy. And I think if that's where you need to be right now, like, you know, go there and, and do that work. But eventually we're going to have to come back to this place where we're like, okay, how can I work with both of these energies within me? And like you said before, this isn't about men and women. No. Although it has kind of played out in, in the society in, yeah. in that way. Like what we're really talking about is what's going on inside of you because we all have masculine and feminine energy. And sometimes when people talk about the divine masculine and the divine feminine, like people who perhaps, you know, are gay or people who don't identify as a gender, you know, people who are um, identify as non-gender sometimes are just like, what? <laughs> like this yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why are we talking about this? Um, but what it really is, is it's about the, your inner self and your outer self, you know, it's about doing the inner work and taking action in the world. Like it doesn't, we don't, we could do this work without even calling it masculine and feminine. Absolutely. And there, there you, you um, talked about some important distinctions. There's a distinction to be made uh, in the terms gender, in the term mm -hmm. sexuality, mm -hmm. and in the term in energy, in divine and masculine energy. Gender is, um, is, is, is something you are, it's physical that you're born with. Your sexuality, again, is different. Your sex is even, is different because it's social, whether you identify as a male or a female or as neither. And then we have um, the energy, which is something that we're all made of. So we all are made of both masculine and feminine energy, uh, no matter our gender, no matter our sex, no matter our sexuality. So let me just rephrase this because I think I mistranslated them and I know it's very important to be politically correct here. So sex is something you are born with, either you're a male or a female. Gender is social, it's how you identify. So let's say, for example, you may be 
uh, you may have been born into the sex of male but identify as female to your gender which is social is female then your sexuality is your sexual preference are you gay straight are you bi are you curious are you non-binary so many different terms right now and then the energy which is masculine and feminine and we all have them no matter our gender our sex or our sexuality yeah thank you for explaining that so perfectly yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always very important to me to be, be very politically correct with this term yeah. because i know people can get very touchy about this so um I, i've done some work in in understanding it myself because uh, our world is changing and these energies mm. masculine and feminine people are starting to talk about them a lot these days and it seems like every single day there's a new term and i feel that's good yes. because we're expanding and we're having the conversations and we are talking about those terms and we're all coming into a place of uh, of understanding and respecting other people for their belief systems with regards to the term masculine feminine or anything in between yeah yeah i feel like that's so so important because the the term masculine and feminine like there's we're so programmed to have like certain beliefs about what those things mean mm. <laughs> but actually it's not really what like you know what what we're really just talking about is the the times in life when you go within and you do the inner work and you spend time on your mat you're doing yoga you're meditating you're working on yourself from the inside and then there's the times when you are creating and you're putting things out into the world mm -hmm. and you're going out into the world and you're having conversations with people and you're creating things you're doing things it like to me that is really the sort of i mean it goes it goes so much deeper than that obviously but at yeah. the very kind of root of what that means in my life anyway and i'm sure it's different for everybody like I know when I'm working with my feminine energy, when I'm going within and I'm, I'm asking myself questions and I'm getting curious about what's going on here. <laughs> like, what am I, what am I doing? What's happening? Like, how can I shift something in my own energy? And I know that I'm working with the masculine when I'm in that energy of like, Oh, I feel so excited to create this thing. I'm just going to create it and get it out into the world and, um, and share it with whoever it's for. Exactly. Couldn't have phrased it better. When we put all this, um, when, we, when we express the terms divine masculine and divine feminine into practical action steps and into uh, things we do in our real lives, then it becomes, uh, we normalize what it is and we stop having them be those um, fluffy terms that spiritual people use <laughs> into, <laughs> into the way we live our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had some really interesting conversations actually with my partner um about masculine and feminine because i always yeah. i'm always talking about you know the masculine the feminine trying to like balance them and whatever and i have at times said to him something like oh i was just like so in my masculine energy today and it was just like really not in alignment or whatever and he'll say something to me like well what does that even mean <laughs> i'll be like well you know it's like the masculine and the feminine and he's like yeah and <laughs> and I like try to explain, well, you know, the feminine is all about nurturing, being soft and like these things and the masculine is this. And he's like, according to who? <laughs> like, oh, like, this is good. Like we have some good conversations about this stuff because he's like, well, he, 
he is somebody who is very in his masculine yeah but he's he's in his you know the positive aspects of the masculine and he's like well men like you know the masculine can be intuitive like you're using your intuition you're going within you're doing all of mm. it so to him he's just like well he just sees that all as part of like being a you know, a cisgender man is just like, well, yeah, I'm intuitive and I can be gentle and I can be kind to animals and I can still go out and like, you know, make money. Um, and so it's really interesting, like having these conversations, it's like, well, who decides like the, t these terms, masculine and feminine, like, what are they really about? And that's having those conversations has really helped me to kind of think about what those definitions really are for myself. Because I think when you're doing this work, you have to know what those things mean for you. And it may be different for everyone, right? Some people may see the feminine as being like soft and nurturing and gentle. And other people might not see the feminine in that way. Other people might see the feminine as actually the feminine is strong and protective. And, you know, she's the mother that would do anything to look after her children. Um, and so I think we... It, it can really serve you when you're doing this work to really think about what those energies are for you so that you can tell like where you're at inside of yourself. Absolutely. And all those labels that we use, it's interesting to have those conversations with people who don't know the terms mm -hmm. because to them, it's all the same thing. Because if you think about it, it is all the same thing. Yeah. These are just <laughs> labels that we've created uh, to uh, because we're humans and we like compartmentalizing energy mm -hmm. into ways we can work with it and understand it better. So we created the masculine and the feminine and we put um, different words assigned to them to understand it better. What, what it really comes down to is being aligned with who we really are. Mm -hmm. And who we really are is a state we were right when we were born into this world. Have you seen a baby who's judgmental to themselves? Have you seen a baby... Who, um, who doesn't exude love and happiness and joy. No, because this is what we really are. When we really take the time through our spiritual practice, meditation and doing all those things we call um, feminine energy to really connect to our being, then we become aligned instantly to who we really are, to our original emotion, which is balanced in masculine and feminine energy. And then we instinctively know what we have to do at any moment in time and those actions that we take are instincting instinctively balanced in their masculine and feminine energy without us having to acknowledge oh i'm in my masculine right now or i'm in my feminine right now and <laughs> the because well, i i've recently transitioned to a, a change religions well kind of transition to paganism and specifically um, Hellenic paganism. So we honor the Greek gods of Olympus. And what surprises me is how all the different gods and goddesses, they're not masculine or feminine, or feminine even though uh, we've given them those terms. They have both masculine and feminine sides. They are, there is a masculine in the feminine and there is a feminine in the masculine mm -hmm. side of them. Mm -hmm. For example, Aphrodite. She was born from in the sea, from the sea. She stepped on land and then she ascended to the heavens. To some people, to us, like, liking to be very uh, analytical with uh, symbolism, you can say that the heaven is the, uh, the feminine 
and the uh, the lamb symbolizes the masculine. So she brings in together all kinds of love, masculine types of love and feminine types of love. So sensual love of the sea and then physical love and sexuality and sex in the land and then spiritual love in the heavens. It's just semantics. She's supposed to be a symbol of the divine feminine, but she can be masculine in her feminine energy as well. Does it really matter? Are these conversations about symbolism really important? Or does it really come down to just knowing who you are, being aligned with who you are, and just following your impulse that comes from a place of connectedness with your inner being and, um, and living your life normally without knowing what masculine or feminine is, but still being balanced in your masculine and feminine energy just because you've ensured your alignment. My point is, we can simply drop these terms completely and just work on just connecting to our inner being through our spiritual practice, and boom, we found balance. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so all this conversation is meaningless. If you think yeah. about it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like those terms are, for me, the terms have really helped me to understand yeah. like what's going on for myself, you know, like what's going on for me in my life also like what's going on for me when I look at the outside world and I look at the things that I feel are out of balance like it, these terms can help us to understand what's going on and to see what needs fixing you know like when you when you know that you're too in your masculine and you're hustling too hard and you're pushing too hard you can say oh okay I'm going into some negative masculine stuff here what do I need to balance that out and you can kind of be like okay well I need to do something that's a bit more feminine I need to like just listen to some music and go for a walk or just like sit down for a minute and just like meditate or go within um and I feel like those terms can help us with that but ultimately they really are just a tool and I love yeah. so much what you were saying about the the deities because we talk a lot about the female deities and the male deities, yes. <laughs> like the goddesses and the gods. And um, just as you were talking, you know, I started thinking about Jesus because he's one of the deities I work with a lot. And he is like so balanced, so balanced. Yeah. in his energy. Like you can't just say he's like, he's not like a hundred percent masculine energy mm. because he's so into, um, doing the doing the inner work and helping other people to do the inner work and compassion and um you know like yeah he wasn't somebody who just stood on the hill and talked the whole time like he was constantly getting quiet and downloading the stuff that yeah. he needed um and like mary magdalene as well we look at her as somebody who is well she is you know embodying the divine feminine but actually you know she went out and taught jesus's message like she was you know she was there holding space for him while he was being crucified like she was stepping up and really doing that light work yeah she was <laughs> sure. taking the action yeah so it's really it's really interesting how we've kind of compartmentalized these yeah. um, <laughs> we've been like well she's a feminine and he's a masculine and that's the god and that's the goddess when the truth is even the deities are working with both energies 
absolutely 100%, which, which it's amazing to see, as you just said, that we have so many tools to think about masculine and feminine. And it's basically up to each person to find out what resonates most, what system, what understanding, what beliefs, what labels, um, what deities work best for them and just create their own way of understanding divine masculine and divine feminine and using that system in their own unique ways to find balance. For example, you and Ivix, we like the symbolism and we like being analytical and talking about the energies and that works for us. For other people, it could be just connection to their inner being or for others, it could be Jesus. For others, it could be Buddhism. For others, it could be paganism. I feel that in all religions, in all, at least in most, in most loving religions and spiritual systems, and all these um, guides and spiritual teachers that we look up to are balanced in their masculine and feminine energy. So there are really countless ways we can uh, use to find to to uh, to find the same answer all roads lead to rome in other words as long as we take the time to pick a road or roads what or make our own road <laughs> and just follow it <laughs> yeah i guess that's what it's all about isn't it like i i know a huge part of your work is helping people to find their life purpose mm. and to be on that path and this is just working with the masculine and feminine is just you know another way of well how can i find my path like how can i not just have because i know this happened for me a lot when i was before i started my business i had so many ideas coming in all the time and i would get all these ideas for all these different things to create but i didn't know like what to do with them so i'd get all of this like oh i should start a, a spiritual blog and i should share my my spiritual journey with people and i should do this and that and that sounds really good but i didn't know how to actually do that so there was this one point where my mind was so full of ideas for books and blogs and all of these different things but i was not creating anything in the world and i was feeling really strange at that point like really blocked mm. and like what is you know what's really going on here and then i started doing some work on my own energy and i started to kind of become a bit more confident and consider the idea that maybe I do have something worth sharing. And then when I started to do that inner work, then I was able to kind of start to get some of those things through and actually, mm. you know, had the confidence to sit down at the laptop and be like, okay, I'm going to start this blog. I don't care if anybody reads it or not. I'm just, I just feel called to do this. So I'm going to do it. So yeah, it's all, it's all about getting on your, getting on your path. And that's, that's it really. And you touch on a point that uh, I'm really passionate about. In the spiritual community, we talk about we're love and light, we're love and light, we're love and light, but we forget that we're not just love and light, we're love and light expressed in physical form, mm. in a physical world with wonderful physical tools that we are here to use, not ignore, and just want and, uh, and be on the, on the meditation pillow all day long, not expressing that light into the world. Uh, which brings me to the point of uh, all these marketing and business tools that we're given, they are part of working our light. They're part of us being love and light, expressing physical world. We weren't sent to ignore them or judge them or, uh, or suppress them. We were sent to really use them, again, in a balanced way to work that light. 
because I feel some sometimes for many light workers, there is this block in um, in expressing their light into the world because they've seen how marketing has been abused, how business has been abused by patriarchy, and forgetting that they're here to lead a new way. They're here, we're here to be leaders of a new paradigm of doing business, of working our light, and that involves taking those tools and adjusting them in a way that feels right for us. I agree with that so much because there, and I've been guilty of this too, where I've gone so far the other to the other end where I'm like, I hate sales. I hate marketing. I don't want to do mm. anything that anybody tells me, <laughs> tells me to do. I just want to like show up in as my authentic self and whoever is, uh, you know, whoever's supposed to work with me will find me. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that works actually. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But, um, but it also is really useful to have an Instagram account yeah. <laughs> and be showing up and to, you know, send a newsletter out to the people who, um, I think, you know, for me, all of the sales and marketing stuff is really about showing up for the people who are interested in what you're doing, you know, like telling people, well, I'm doing this. If you're interested, you can come along rather than, um, what I think some of the teachings have been, uh, around, you know, making people <laughs> sign up for your stuff. Mm. Like, how do you get them to like, to sign up even if they don't really want to sign up and all of that stuff to me doesn't feel in alignment. But at the same time, it's like, well, we need to, we, we need to tell people what we're doing. And if people follow you on Instagram or wherever, and they see that you're sharing your programs or your courses or, or whatever, and they unfollow you because they're not interested in doing that stuff, then that's okay. Cause they're not your people, but there are other people out there who are just waiting for you to post that next post about your next class or the, the new way that they can work with you or whatever. And they're like hanging out for that. Yeah, it's so tricky because all the, uh, the old paradigm is still going strong. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about momentum. So the way anything is created in the world is, has to do with momentum. So first there's a thought. The thought creates an emotion. You practice that emotion long enough that it starts attracting similar feeling thoughts that create a belief, that creates more emotions, that urges you to take action, and that action grows, and a company is created, then an industry is created, then a paradigm is created. And there is a momentum that keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. So we are at a point in time um, in the world right now, after 2012, depending on how people see it, but we're in this shifting state right now, where this old paradigm, this old momentum is dying, but it hasn't died completely yet. It's dying slowly, it's still dominant. It's still dominant and all the guidance coming through business-wise, is all these um, sleazy kind of marketing strategies and sales strategies. But at the same time, we're building a new momentum of thought, a new paradigm as light workers. It is part of our collective light worker purpose. So we have our collective light worker purpose as light workers to helping the ascension of the planet to, to lead a new way into the world. And then we have our specific life purpose that draws from that collective life purpose, but we're all working through it together. So we're building this momentum, this new momentum of doing business. And it's growing and it has already grown a lot, but we're still inundated by the energy of the old momentum. So rather than 
freak out when we're presented with uh, a marketing book or a marketing course with certain teachings that resonate but certain teachings that don't just read through them all and then go back to your inner being and ask your inner being inner being how do you think about this how do you think about this how do you think about this if you don't like this can i adjust this or should i throw it away and then you take action but i feel that many of us just get scared panic and just discard everything without giving them a chance to explain to us I mean, the techniques, give a chance of the techniques to show themselves to us and then be discerning about them. It's a tricky situation, uh, discarding or being discerning. Yeah, yeah, because I've definitely done that in the past where I've just discarded everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but then, but I also feel like, uh, I also feel like the way that I run my business is, I don't want to say like it's feminine, but there's definitely like more sort of than I guess it's like the new, you know, the new paradigm. Like that's, yeah. how I'm, that's how I'm trying to run my business. And I have, I have done like, I probably haven't taken as many courses as you have in all the business stuff, but I have learned a lot about business because before I started my business, I didn't know anything about running a business, like not even one thing. Whereas I know you have a background in, um, in business management. In, yeah. So you've already got like, <laughs> you've already got all that, all that knowledge. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, I had to go to all these webinars and I had to watch, you know, all these videos on YouTube and read all these blogs and books and everything about how to run a business. And what I did was I read all of that information and I thought, oh, okay, well, I better do it this way. <laughs> And then I went into doing it that way and it just, there were things that just did not feel good or, or right. Yeah. So I tried them and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And then in the middle, I kind of went through this phase of like, well, whoever is for me will find me. I don't need to do anything. It's going to come. The phases. <laughs> and I think that works for some people because I, I work with, uh, with clients doing business mentoring and some people say to me, you know, that works. And it's like, if that's working for you, then keep doing it. But for me that it did sort of work, but it didn't feel like it was quite right for me. So now I'm at this point where I do a blend of lots of different things. So I do all of the magnetizing and attracting the right people mm. to business, but I also read the blogs about, um, is it late? I think it's later that has the Instagram blog, uh, about, you know, like what's new on Instagram and how to, you yeah. know, kick up engagement and stuff like that. Like I always read those and sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh no, that's not for me. But like you said, it's getting to that place where you can be discerning and you can look at these things and you can say, well, does that feel in alignment with what I'm doing? Does that feel like something that I could do in my business to help people know what I'm doing? Um, because a lot of the time people don't know what you're doing. I get these messages sometimes from people where they send me a DM on Instagram and they're like, hi, do you do readings? <laughs> it's like, what? And when that happens, it's like, okay, I haven't been clear about what I'm really <laughs> It's like, this isn't, something's gone wrong with my, with my message here because <laughs> people don't know what I'm doing. Um, so in those times I'll like pop onto Instagram stories and be like, Hey, did you guys know that I do read <laughs> people a little bit about it? Um, but ideally you won't get to that point where people start messaging yeah. you, asking you if you offer stuff. Um, because there's, you know, that when that happens, it's like, well, there's people out there who do want to work with me, obviously, but perhaps I'm not being clear enough with the, with my community about 
what I offer and how people can work with me. So it's really important that we are clear and that we have that information and that we, um, you know what, you know what social media is like, your stuff just disappears off people's feeds like so quickly, like so quickly. So people don't see your posts. So sometimes I think I'm spamming people, but actually, you know, there's still, I could post the same thing five times and there'd still be people that wouldn't see it. So yeah, it's really important to find the way that it works for you, but to not be afraid of these, you know, all of the, the business teachings because there are useful things in there. I think we're showcasing something really important for people who want to start their own business in the sense that you're someone who has no, has not had a, a formal business training, meaning you didn't do a degree in business, mm -hmm. but you just did it yourself. You had the, the privilege and the advantage that I didn't have of choosing what you wanted to learn and then picking and choose what worked for you. Whereas me, on the other hand, I had the master's in business management. So I did formal training in business and then I took off from that, which I think is so empowering for people to realize that no matter what they do in their life, they have the chance. And I mean, you did musical theater and I studied geography and then business management and look at us right now. <laughs> I, I mean, really, whatever we do in life, we have the choice at any moment if we want to work our life and are really committed in doing so to get out there, do the research, do the webinars, get dirty and find out uh, how to do this. You do business mentoring. There are people who can come to you. There are so many ways, so many opportunities as long as we want to, and as long as we, um, we're really committed and we, really, we feel this calling, this urge, this, cause I feel, I don't know about you, but for me, it just comes from within. I just feel like I want to express what I know into the world and I want to do something about it. And I remember there were times where I would do a class right in the early, in the early days and it wouldn't sell at all. Like nobody would buy it. I'm like, I just want to quit. I want to quit. And I would quit for a week and I would get so depressed because it was just, it was like, it was part of who I was. It was like an extension of who I was. I could not stop doing that. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you feel this calling, if you feel this urge to, to, um, to help or to express a message in the world, then show up for you and the universe must show up for you. Yes, when you have this expectation, clients and information and, and, and the, the, the ways to start a business will flow into your life, but you got to keep showing up consistently day after day and day after. Um, because unless we show the universe that we are serious about doing this and we're serious about showing up for us, it's not going to be serious about showing up for us either. Yeah, I, uh, that is just such, like, such juicy info, <laughs> <laughs> such like golden nuggets in there. Um, I kind of have this feeling that like putting something out there, like when you're starting out running a business, when you put something out there, whether it's an offering or a course or a blog post or something, and it just gets tumbleweed. I feel like that's actually a really huge part of like the initiation, <laughs> the initiation yes. process. It's like, about it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do when this happens? Are you going to be someone that just goes, okay, it's not for me. I'll go and do something else. Or are you going to say, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I do next? And the people who 
end up, I don't want to necessarily use the word succeed, but the people who mm. grow their businesses and end up kind of working full time in their businesses are people that have had, we've all had that experience where we've put something out there and it's just like, nobody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you do? Do you give up or do you go, okay, well, what am I learning here? And what should I, if this isn't right for me right now, then what is, and I know people who have just created course after course offering after offering. And it's just been like tumbleweed, tumbleweed, tumbleweed. And then suddenly they've created something and it's been like, oh, okay, <laughs> like now I know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. We live in a world of overnight successes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually we live in a world that wants us to believe in overnight success, mm -hmm. but really the people who have had a quote unquote overnight success have been working on it for 10 years yeah. to be overnight successes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember when I was had started my Instagram and like the first couple of posts that I put on there were like three people liked my post, you know, and now it's like I can post something and there's like 650 people like yes. my post. But that didn't happen in a day. Like that. No. <laughs> and I just started a new Instagram now for my fiction work and there's like 300 followers on there. And it's really interesting to kind of like go back and start again and be like, oh, okay, like this is this is new. Now I've got to build yeah. Now I've got to build yeah. this community. Um and yeah, it's really interesting. Like you can see 300 followers on there and just be like, oh, what's the point? I might as well just give up. Mm. But that's not what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep showing up. And I know that eventually I'll have 400 people, <laughs> 400 people. We've got to be in it for the long term because there, are, there is no overnight success. It's just step by step by step by step, consistent action. You fail, you keep trying and you keep trying and you fail and you do a little bit better and then you keep failing again and then you persevere and you are resilient and you keep going and going and going and then suddenly, boom, whoops, something <laughs> comes along <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Yeah. There you're, you're an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. Like three years later. <laughs> oh, this conversation has been amazing, George. I feel like we could talk all day and we're probably going to need to get you to come back on the podcast again at some point, because I, I wrote like this whole list of questions for you. And I think we got through like two of them. <laughs> <laughs> it will be my um, pleasure. Yeah. But uh, this was just awesome. I love, like, I love you and I love your work so much. I love everything that you're putting out into the world. So thank you so much for being here. Would you like to tell everyone just before we end, like where they can find out more about you? And I'll put all your links as well in the show notes, but um, if people are wondering like where they can find you and how they can work with you and all of that stuff. Of course. And I want to say I love you too. And thank you so much for having me. So people who uh, want to get in touch, they can come hang out with me on Instagram, which is at George Lizos, or I have two Facebook groups that I'm very involved in. The one is called Your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group, which is an empath and lightworker support group. It's all about uh, getting all the tools that we need to follow our life purpose. And the other one that I run with my friend, and author of uh, Unicorn Rising, Kalista. It's called Elemental Communication Facebook group, which is exclusively uh, talking and discussion around collect connecting with the elementals of fire, water, earth, air, and spirit, such as unicorns, dragons, mermaids, and fairies. 
I think we need to get you back on to talk about element. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> it's my new favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I will put all of the links for you and your groups and everything in the show notes and over on the blog post. Um, so people can find you and they can work with you. And um, I really highly recommend that people do seek you out because you are legit and you're awesome and you're doing so much good stuff in the world so oh thank you Vix. i love you so much thank you so much for having me you're so welcome bye 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 you've been listening to new age hipster radio for more good vibes and spiritual goodness head to newagehipster.co thanks for listening and peace out